0: you're listening to the sassy solopreneur podcast i'm your host jamie silva first generation latina digital entrepreneur and an online educator on this show you're getting an exclusive backstage pass on how i transformed my food blog a sassy spoon into a sustainable and profitable multi-six figure business as a party of one tune in each and every week for the sassy vibes authentic no bs conversations, and actionable advice on how you too can build the profitable food blog business of your dreams. Let's dive in. Hello, hello, my friends. Welcome back to the show. In today's episode, we have Emily Larray. She is a creative entrepreneur behind her small media business, Emily Larray Creative Studio. She is a food photographer, videographer, photographer, I already said that, (laughs) recipe developer, food blogger, she is all the things. And so we are basically talking all about how she got started and how to succeed as a creative entrepreneur. She shares tons of golden nuggets throughout the episode. And we really dig deep on surrounding yourself with the right people on mindset, on monetization and more. And so these are all important elements that I feel are sometimes overlooked when it comes to entrepreneurship. So, I'm really excited to dig in and I hope you all enjoy this episode as much as I did. Hi, Emily. Welcome to the show. Thank, Thank you so much you. for being here. Oh my gosh, it's such a pleasure. Lovely to be here. I course. would love if you can give us a brief little introduction.
1: Definitely. So, my name's Emily and I own a business, Emily Lorraine Creative Studio, that has a number of different things that I do on a Rotating daily, weekly, monthly basis. And I specialize in recipe development and all kinds of different media creations for clients within the food and beverage space. I also own my own blog. So a lot of that is just kind of flowing. Uh, a lot of what I do is either something that I own or it's something that I'm a freelancer for a client. So I I actually started blogging back in 2013, but it was travel okay. and food focused. And when I was in pastry school, I ended up bringing back my blog because I found it to be such a beautiful creative outlet for my brain. Then in 2020, after working in the food industry for some time, I decided that this is an avenue that I would like like to pursue more professionally and Mm -hmm. think about the possibility of not just creating a blog, but creating a food and beverage media business Mm -hmm. that has a blog as an aspect of the business, but not the whole business for myself personally. Mm -hmm. I kept learning more and more about all of these different business opportunities within the blog itself, Mm
0: -hmm. not just
1: with getting clients or reaching different people that would want to work with me, but actually being able to monetize the blog itself that I'm spending so much time, putting so yeah. much love into, I have so much passion for. And so I started pivoting to trying to get that blog monetized and incorporate ads onto the site eventually. hmm and as of this past winter, that happened. So
0: Yay! Yeah. It's yeah. amazing. It's amazing. that You've grown so much for sure. And I love that you coined it the media business because I feel like the word blogger doesn't really just like like encompass everything that we do because we do so much. And I've always loved saying like, we have a small media business, we have videography and photography and writing and SEO. And there's just so much that goes into our work. The fact that you have that creative side too. So you have the blog, which is kind of technical and the writing and all that stuff. But then you also have the photography and how, how has that evolved for you along with the blog? How's that? Yes,
1: great question. So I can't even remember a time where I didn't have an actual camera attached to me. I used to have these massive par- purses back in high school, right? Just mm-hmm. feeling all kinds of cool <laughs> with my <laughs> my little rebel XTI. And I had taken a film class as well, my senior year of high school. And ever since that, that was kind of a a huge turning point for me. And it was a medium that I felt so I just felt like it really incorporated my favorite parts about seeking the world and so when we reached that point in 2020 where I'm thinking about and ideating what it would look like to really create a business model for myself moving mm-hmm. forward I felt like there were so many different points that I could piece together to create something that has possibility for exponential growth and Being a pastry chef, having this background in photography felt like two things that I really wanted to pair together. And everybody eats with their eyes, right? We want to see beautiful, appetizing, gorgeous things that we want to enjoy and feel compelled to make because it looks so beautiful. And I've always appreciated that from other photographers that I've seen, and I thought it would be a space that not only would I have the right skill set for at that time, but also would just so enjoy and have a passion for, and those two things kind of combining felt really important to me as I started the process.
0: Really well-rounded as about – like it's like you as a person – personified into a business right yeah yeah which it. also
1: has its, <laughs> I'm sure we'll talk about challenges the identity portion of that is oh, really interesting to kind mm-hmm. of parse through but yeah
0: yeah no I, absolutely I, I mean on that note since you started in 2013 I mean it's literally been 10 years yeah. if I think back to 2013 I was working in an ad agency and just photography alone that was not a thing people were shooting with their phones and so fast forward 10 years so much has changed. What do you think in like in your experience or in your opinion, how have you seen that evolve?
1: Yeah, I feel for myself personally back in 2013 and it feels like a good majority of people that were blogging, this was very hobby related. This was passions that people wanted to share with those that weren't necessarily in their vicinity or proximity and it was such an exciting place to be to go to other people's blogs and seeing what they're making or doing, stories about what I experienced that particular day. Now, even within the last five years, I feel like things have changed so drastically. I mean, yeah. I was on Squarespace less than five years ago, right? Right. Not knowing what it would look like to have a website that not only am I able to monetize, but I'm able to analyze all of this data that we're able to harness and use to our advantage to see which directions Mm -hmm. have been successful and making this into something that has maybe less of a or not even necessarily that you have to but there's an opportunity to pivot from a hobby into something that is a business. Right. And yeah, that wasn't kind of, an
0: option in 2013. No one was thinking that way.
1: Yeah, and whoever was, part. gosh. <laughs> that's amazing. <laughs> I mean, even you, you started not that long after, right? Yeah. So, I mean, there's just such a niche space for those bloggers that really knew
0: Right. or
1: could see the possibility even back then but
0: right something we didn't have back then was any we didn't have any courses back then no kind of just like winging it yep
1: no support right (laughs) here's a photo of my baguette it was delicious (laughs) let me tell you worth the trip
0: (laughs) go to France (laughs) that's the end of the blog go to France (laughs) period (laughs) the ultimate
1: influencer. 2013. I'm sure it worked on someone. It would have worked on me.
0: (laughs) Right. And it's true. I mean, in 2013, we were, it was a hobby that you can monetize, but not to the point of like replacing actual full-time jobs. And that's what I think now it's evolved into like, wait a minute, we can actually make careers out of this. Okay. Sign me up. Mm -hmm. And on that note, like, what would you say in terms of how things are now? do you feel like maybe that's gotten a little out of control? Do you, do you share my sentiment in that the, the perception is a little skewed now with like the TikTokers and the, the reels and people talking about six-figure business and it really just not giving you that full picture of like the blood, sweat, and tears that came along with that journey?
1: I do. I would say that there are so many creators – Selling that dream because it is possible to work to a successful stage where you have 100k page views or you make six figures. It is 100% possible.
0: 100%.
1: But there's so much behind that. There's so much. Exponential growth that can happen when you have created this firm foundation for yourself, but that takes so much work. Yeah, (laughs) it takes so much drive, so much work on your mindset, it takes so much effort, education. And in order for that success to keep growing rather than having some kind of pitfall or plateau. I do feel like there's so much more to be talked about outside of that and that conversation needs to be kind of broader because it also helps create this very common mindset that if you aren't able to do it within six months, then all of a sudden you're not enough and this constant insecurity that so much of us within this space Mm -hmm. battle with. You know, that's a really, really huge challenge now with this this, I feel, kind of false marketing or, yeah. or limited perspective of what it actually really truly takes to create something that can be successful and sustained.
0: Yeah, I 100% agree. I feel like if you're not seeing those results – then you think, oh, I'm the problem, you know, I'm the one that has to quit my daydream because it's just not meant to be. And that's all. And it's not necessarily the case. If I can do it, you can do it. If there's so many people out here doing it, why can't you, you know, just because you didn't do it in six months doesn't mean that you can't do it in a year or a year and a half or like, there should be no, no restrictive time limit on that, because a lot of it is just like learning and just trying to pivot and adjust and, It's a lot. (laughs) It's definitely, definitely a lot. And Mm -hmm. so, in your opinion, what would you believe sets successful food bloggers apart when it comes to like the certain characteristics or habits or mindsets that they have to adopt in order to like excel in this industry?
1: Some we briefly talked about, like for example, a skill set, right? Making Mm -hmm. sure that if you know that you have a specific skill set that you enjoy implementing, and also you've been working on and educating yourself to get better and better and try to set yourself apart from others. That's so important, whether that's writing or photography or the recipe development, mm-hmm. styling, etc. I also feel like just drive, that mm. is so big. I have yes. a number of different friends right now that are starting their own businesses. And that drive is something that is something that you have to access on a daily basis. Mm -hmm. There's some pausing. Yes, 100%. We can recalibrate and we push through, we move forward. But that movement forward is just so vital. Mm -hmm. And I would say the biggest, we were talking earlier about our words, like what's a word that you have coined for the year? And my word is adaptability because I I feel as if that has been such a game changer for me within the past year or even year and a half. I had a pretty concrete idea of what my business would look like, what the – studio would feel like on a day-to-day basis, what my offerings were as Mm -hmm. someone that can be hired for all kinds of different client projects. And I found myself having more of a limited mindset there. And then all of a sudden, I started learning and implementing different abilities and strategies into what I'm doing, into Mm -hmm. what the blog could look like. I'm not just offering photo anymore. I'm offering video and different types of video. I mean, there's just so much opportunity there. And I know that's very scary because as a photographer originally, that was really hard for me to do. But now that's a massive part of my business is offering video. And I never would have thought that that was something that I would pivot to. And that's just one example amongst a a very wide array with blogging just in general, (laughs) adapting to queen Google search engine herself, you know, making sure that that's something that you're doing and that you aren't getting even bitter about. I feel like I started Mm -hmm. to get bitter about the amount of adaptations I was having to put onto my business in order to keep it growing as quickly as I was hoping. Once I started to be open to adapting, shifting, all of a sudden things started changing really, really quickly for me. And I, yeah, I want to just embrace that this year and forever forwards.
0: I love that word because I think with entrepreneurship, you have to be adaptable. There's so many changes, not only us as human beings changing, there's the industry changes almost every day. And so one of the, I agree, one of the biggest traits for an entrepreneur like us that we're like just trying to just do all the things is definitely to be adaptable. You have to be open-minded. You have to be open to any of these new changes. And so I'm so glad you said that. And that's such a good word.
1: Yeah. I feel like it goes hand in hand with diversification too, which has Mm -hmm. been a Goal of mine, blogging and monetizing the blog was a part of that diversification project, just trying to see what else could be a part of this big circle that I'm just pouring everything into. So that adaptability and diversification, I feel like go hand in hand.
0: Anything you wish you knew when you got started or any lessons or insights that you've learned along the way that you want to share? Yeah. I know we can be heard like all day for that. (laughs) We've learned we learn so much every day. (laughs) But any any other like any specific ones you want to share.
1: Yeah, I would say I keep mentioning education, but really leaning into these experts that are wanting to share information and whether that is putting your time and energy into those experts or if you're able to invest Monetarily into these experts. It's such a huge reason why my blog has grown so much. I don't know if you want me to necessarily talk about <laughs> you. I'm happy to. You can't. Can. <laughs> okay, you can cut that part out. Yeah, I feel <laughs> like if you're able to invest monetarily into an expert, that was such a huge role as to why my blog is doing so well now, and it is a stream of income for me. And I took your course, as you know.
0: Yes. And you excelled and did amazing in it, of course. Blessed. Thank you.
1: (laughs) You had the fundamentals and the foundation that I needed. I didn't have time to research that foundation at that point. I was already two years into starting my business and I didn't have this infinite or seemingly infinite infinite amount of time to research and learn all of those different reasons as to why I want to use this hosting platform right. or create this base for my website that would really Allow it to grow and thrive. And so pivoting towards someone who really knew what it would take to be successful and also get involved with a number of women for our group in the community that. Yeah are also doing the same thing. I mean, I have made a blogging best friend out of yeah, your group. We literally were talking this morning, Lauren from Vintage C- Confections, shout I out. Lauren's <laughs> we were just talking this morning about her traffic and we're talking in the same language, right? We're right. speaking the same language. And that is oh, something that I value valuable. so much. Oh yes. God, it it's, so, it's hard. I, I it's hard to be understood. That's why understood. we say find
0: your people. Find your people because they're, they're when we say find your people, we mean the ones that are speaking the same language. That's exactly what it is.
1: Yes, exactly. Yeah, it's it's a odd language and it's a space that most people don't really understand. Even the people closest to me, they're checking in. They want to hear about how the blog is doing, but it's it's confusing. It's a right. lot to to. Describe all that. And sometimes you don't really even want to go into it because it's a lot. (laughs) And so having someone that you can just connect with and just talk about the woes and the highs is really wonderful. So ultimately seeking education, getting that community so that way you're set up for success from the get-go rather than having to go back and undo all of the different things that you thought were helpful at the time, which was my experience as well. I had to go back and do a lot of fixing, editing, and that's fine. That's all part of the process, and it was a part of my building blocks to get to where I am now, but there's a lot of opportunity to start running with a great foundation. So
0: yes. Yeah. Like I always say, everyone starts a beginner and there's no shame in that, you know, we're all, we all started from zero and we grew and we learned and sometimes we took two steps back and we had to go forward again. And you know, it's, it's part of the process. So that's definitely agree with that. And, And on that note, any advice, that you would share with any aspiring bloggers, you know, like just to set them up for success aside from these lessons and these insights, any personal advice that you would say?
1: I would highly recommend people to invest time into finding your group of people that are also entrepreneur minded, people that really do want to push the limit. They're building something from scratch, not necessarily even within the blogging worlds, like really build out your group of people that are looking to build something and also surround yourself with people that even if they don't understand what you're doing, they want to learn they love you. They're supporting you. Having yeah. that support system within this space is so huge. You want people surrounding you that believe in you because yeah. you have to have this, this delusional belief in yourself. I just listened to your last <laughs> one of your more recent podcasts where you talked about being delulu, delusional. It's true. <laughs> to, to really, truly get you forward because. Yes. It really is one of my favorite conversations right now with some close friends is this concept of feeling as if you can do anything you yes. set your mind to and it's a little woo woo and it feels a little borderline privileged or you know there's all these different things that you can that you can put behind I can do anything but this delusional thought of if I put my mind to it
0: yeah, it will
1: happen. (laughs) (laughs) You just have to kind of pretend that that is the only option and everyone around you has to support your delusional phase. And all of a sudden it's working or it's on its path to growth and you can look back and I don't know. I just, I don't feel like you can do it by yourself and having those people around you, whether it's, educators or the community you build in your niche or the community on the outside you mm-hmm. just have to have people that you're able to kind of talk about this wild ride with It's yeah.
0: <laughs> cheering you on yeah and counselors therapists <laughs> yeah. <All laughs> of mental them. health yes. advocates <laughs> hundred percent hundred percent and yeah i i have always said like you need to be delulu hundred percent you have to just think in your brain like i'm gonna have kardashian money tomorrow like it's gonna happen by because, noon it, it, yeah exactly because if not then it's like what are we doing this for for that we just go back to a nine to five and just sit in a cubicle you know mm-hmm. but the fact that we are you know going after our dreams and going after what we want if we're not delulu we may throw in the towel, you know, so you have to always stay ready pretty much. You know, obviously it's not going to happen in the next, you know, six months or or by tomorrow at noon, like you said, but it will happen. It will definitely happen. And just staying in that mindset just k- keeps you in that mindset and it keeps you motivated, keeps you focused. It keeps that drive up. So totally agree. A hundred percent. Any last thoughts, Emily, while we wrap up?
1: Yes. I would say final thoughts. It's such a challenging thing to constantly work on building and building and building your business every single day is an opportunity to build. And once you get to a point where you have zero energy left and you're completely depleted, Mm -hmm. things start shifting and your identity really starts to be intertwined with what am I doing for a living versus who am I and what is my business and how can they all exist with some type of peace. Mm -hmm. And I feel like we're getting
0: getting deep now. (laughs) This is is the good shit right here.
1: (laughs) I feel like that peace is so important. And my mindset is the reason why I guess not necessarily the reason why I've felt better, but I'm, working on getting to a spot where everything is actively attempting to be more balanced every single day I could work from <laughs> 7 a.m to midnight yes. I mean why not I don't I don't have to do anything else necessarily yeah. right and so having the mindset that okay these are the things that are working and this is what I'm going to dedicate time to and then I am, Very, I'm very driven by these things and then there is an end to the work day and (laughs) we're going to go ahead and shift towards something that is completely different, more life-giving and allowing that mindset to shape what your everyday looks like moving forward has been huge for me. That type of balance is really, really hard at the beginning and I do feel like it would be such a it would have been a game changer if I were to have implemented that sooner to avoid all kinds of challenges that really weren't even necessary. I think that's that's how we learn. I feel like we learn
0: through the punches, right?
1: (laughs) It is. (laughs) Punches, you're right. Yeah, that's that's how we learn. I just, I, I think I took for granted how much mindset really has to do with the sustainability and growth of what I'm yeah. doing versus just keep it going. Just keep this train rolling and, and there's nothing like wrong. To
0: check, check in with ourselves often just yeah. to make sure like,
1: are we good? <laughs> are we okay? <laughs> For sure. Yeah. yeah. I Yeah. It, it feels like there's so much at stake constantly, right? Mm-hmm. And that's a beautiful driving force sometimes, but it can also take over and having yeah. that mindset where, you just breathe, you take a moment and you realize this is your life.
0: Yes. This
1: is your business that you decided you wanted for autonomy, for being able to decide when you want to do this or that, right? You have that full control here. So use it, do yeah. something with it. I
0: love that. I love that. Thank you so much for being here, Emily. I, I'm yes. so excited to have you here and I'm so excited that we did this where can people find you? So
1: you can find me everywhere, Emily Luray. Luray is actually my middle name and it's L-A-U-R-A-E. So emilylaray.com on all social media platforms. That's me.
0: Thank you for being here, Emily.
1: Yes, of course. Thank you.
0: And that's all for this episode. I hope you found value in this conversation as much as I did. We had such a great time recording it. Emily is the best. Go follow her. Let her know how much you love this episode. And as always, if you can rate and review the show, I'd greatly, greatly appreciate it. Thank you so much for listening. I'll catch you in the next one.